Reporting on the games you love by people who love to game. The MMO Reporter Network. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of WoW Pet Battle Crew. I'm your host, Josh Augustine, and this week we're finally going to review our Christmas theme. Now, I have to admit up front, I'm sorry this review took so long. We took some time off during the holidays, and I lost some time to setting up my new podcast system. Um, I'm using a new mic and a real mixer now, believe it or not, so hopefully my voice sounds a little better as it whispers sweet, sweet pet battle tactics into your ears. And if not, well, I'm sorry I spent my money on this stuff. (laughs) Before we get into the episode, I want to send out a quick shout out to all the people in the chat channel. We are live streaming this episode. Madness. I know. It doesn't even make sense, but it's awesome. We have David. We got Daniel. We got Eleanor. We got Rob from MMORPG.com. We got all sorts of fun stuff in the chat room. So I'm hoping that these guys are going to come up with some interesting stuff to say about the show as we go through. So if they have any comments on the pets or if they've tried them out or they have some tips, they're just going to throw them in the chat channel. I'm going to throw them in the show. Um, I'm going to try and set up a time of the week, hopefully like Monday evening, that uh, I'll be doing these live streams in the future. So hopefully if you guys are interested in hanging out in the chat room and talking about the teams as we record, uh, you guys will know when and where to be. All right, let's talk about the team. Our team philosophy this week I mean, it was pretty simple, right? So, and I say week, but I actually mean month because we took that time off. We've been working on the Christmas team. We just wanted a pet team that showed everyone how excited we were about Christmas or just the winter season in general, you know, whatever you celebrate. Um, anything Christmassy, snowy, snowflakes, wintry, uh, festive was fair game. Now, for our core team, we used two pets earned through the Christmas content in-game. It seemed like the best, or sorry, they call it Winter's Veil in-game. Um, the Tiny Snowman, a classic, right? He's, he's kind of like the, I don't know, what's like a 50s movie actor that's like, uh, Frank, Frank Sinatra wasn't an actor, man. I don't know. One of those 50s movie stars, a classic. And then Rotten Little Helper, the new little snot-nosed jerk guy that is an amazing pet, 2013, brand spanking new. Um, he's really fun. All right, so let's get into community thoughts. Um, we got some thoughts, mostly from Mad Prox, who was an awesome guy, because uh, he actually wrote about the teams, and I love that. Uh, he said, he for his third wheel, so let's talk about the third wheels first. He was going to try Frigid Frostling, which is like that icy elemental rock-looking thing. Um, he said he planned on using a Slippery Ice ability to reduce the team, the enemy team's accuracy. That's the one that reduces all enemy hit chance by 30% for like four rounds, I believe. He says he uses a bleed team that consists of Pierre, Infested Bear Cup, in, Infested Bear Cub, and not Infested Bear Cup, although that could also be interesting. Some sort of cup used by bears that has a disease, and Spine, Spla- and spine Claw Crab. He's saying, he said he's having success with it over 70% win ratio. And he's saying that accuracy debuff is key to that team. So he said he thought, try moving over here, see if it's as useful here. <clears throat> but he said the third wheel for him definitely had to be Kunlai Runt. Now, he said he knows it's not holiday themed. And having two humanoids in and all elemental attacks could be trouble. But he said the combo is too genius to pass up. Stuns, mines... Damages, Rob. <laughs> oh man, Rob just threw out a terrible joke. I can't, Rob. I can't even make that joke on the show in the chat channel. I'm sorry. 
I got distracted. This chat channel thing, it's, it's, it's not good for people that are easily distracted by me. All right, so he said the stuns, the mines, the damage buffs from the stuns and weathers, accuracy debuffs, um, and some decent burst damage. I mean, that is a pretty good combo, right? The Kunlai Runt, Frigid Frostling. I'd probably throw in the Rotten Little Helper if I was going to choose between that and the Tiny Snowman. Um, he says, don't kid yourself. I think this team can win tournaments. Because I was kind of underselling the team last week. I wasn't sure how well it was going to work out. But he's, he's telling us to believe. So I do have to point out, quite a few people reported having trouble getting their hands on the Rotten Little Helper pet. Um, he was really hard to get before the Winter's Veil event, like before the actual Christmas day when you could open the presents. I thought he was going to be a pretty common present under the tree because I'd assume that Blizzard would want people to get their, their hands on the new pet. But it was actually really rare. It was kind of weird. So I didn't get it on any of my 10 plus characters that I tried opening presents with. Um, so you had to, um, you had to really kind of just grind the daily quest to get it. So I know a lot of people didn't. If you didn't get him, um, this Christmas team just gets a lot worse, right? At that point, I think you're best to just kind of drop Christmas and go with the generic winter icy theme. The Mad Prox here is talking about that he's pointing out, um, I think Kunlai Runt is a great choice for that. Um, but Khan also wrote in, and he said, I'm starting to level my reindeer and my rotten little helper. He says, I'm going to give it a try with those two along with the, my snowman. So he's th tossing in the reindeer in the third slot. Um, but he said he didn't have time to play during the holidays, so he's going to save it for the future. Still, I think the reindeer is actually a really good third wheel as well. I think that's a really good choice by Quan. If you have the reindeer, and a lot of people do, he's a pretty common pet. He's pretty easy to get off the auction house. Um, that's a good one to go. Christine adds to it. Uh, he, I actually haven't leveled any of them yet. I didn't make them a priority. I'm sure there would be some different... Um, yet... She just wants to point out that she really wants different themed holiday pets. And I know this isn't directly related to the team, but after reading her post, I gotta agree. She says, where's my gingerbread man? Where's the candy cane that behaves a lot like the enchanted broom? Um, she says she loves to hate and hates to love the disgusting rotten little helper. <laughs> that little leper gnome that's like flaking off parts of his flesh while you fight. It's really gross. Um, <coughs> but I gotta agree. I would love to see an enchanted broom style candy cane. Like, I just love the pets that are, like, have no business being pets, right? Because it's like a broom attacking a giant dragon. And you're just like, how is this where This is the spawn of Onyxia getting killed by a broom. I just love it. Um, and then Dave throws on. He says he's back in WoW after six months, six months break. So he had to buy the Rotten Little Helper on the auction house. So you can still find them on the auction house. They're working pretty well. But they're expensive, right? This is not going to be one of the cheaper investments you do. Um, we'll get into later whether I think it's worth it, because we'll talk about the verdict of the pet. Um, but he's definitely ugly. I'll give him that. And hey, maybe on your server they're cheaper. All right, David also throws in uh, last ideas for third wheels. The Tranquil Mechanical Yeti, which I could see that. That, that could kind of be a, a, a Christmas animal, right? He's in the snow at least. He's mostly white. He's angry. He's kind of like the Grinch. Uh, and he also says the Snowy Owl which is that beautiful white owl, and that seems perfect. It has snowy in the name. If that doesn't qualify it for a winter team, I don't know what will. Um, he says, while the Yeti was awesome, uh, we've covered it in several shows, um, the snowy owl didn't last long for him. 
Uh, he wrote back to say, I'm sorry, I couldn't bring myself to level the Snowy Owl. Flying are my least favorite type. And he's got generic owl moves that have no real synergy together. And I mean, so there's your warning, right? Just because it looks Christmassy doesn't mean it'll be fun to play. But also, like, there's so many good pets that have such great visuals and such uninspired abilities. But I mean, I guess that's what... That, it's just going to happen when there's like 400 pets they have to add to the game. They can't all have six unique abilities. Uh, but every now and then, you just run into something like the Snowy Owl. Just not worth your time. Mad Prox jumped in later um, to say that he thought Elemental was okay when he was playing the team uh, because Critter is pretty uncommon, and Elemental pets deal less damage to Critters. And so I was worried with this team having a lot of Elemental damage that, you know, having a Critter would be, or uh, having it all be the same damage type would be troublesome if you ran into your counter. But Critter was pretty uncommon. Uh, the problem I found, actually, was that I had two humanoids on my team. Because I went with Winter's Little Helper a lot, which is a tiny gnome. And having two humanoids on the team is brutal, because undead damage is everywhere in PvP. But alright, let's get into the third wheels I tried. I did Frigid Frostling, like Mad Prox suggested. I think that's a great choice. It's a solid pet, but I didn't really want more elemental damage at the end of the day. Um, I think if you swap out Tiny Snowman... For Frigid Frostling, okay, you can start working with that. It can be interesting, but it didn't work for me. It's And it's not just that it couldn't be countered by critters, right? Because they were pretty rare, like he said. But it's just that I have very little potential to counter the enemy team. Elemental attacks only counter mechanical, which means if they're anything other than mechanical, even if they aren't critters, I'm not dealing bonus damage to them. And that's what I want. I want ways to guarantee that I'm always getting bonus damage somehow. Plus... Uh, I just have to I just have to say the randomness of the accuracy debuff cuz that reduces their team's chance to hit by 30% just end up th those sort those sorts of abilities just end up making me angry. I I just don't like random in my teams. I I want to be able to rely on my strategies, right? Cuz I'm going to put it out there and he'll have like a 10% hit chance to hit and then uh oh, it hit. And it's just like oh, it drives me bonkers. And like I play pet battles mostly because it's relaxing for me. It's fun, it's strategic, but it's not like hyper it's not hyper competitive in the same way that like a Counter-Strike matches where you're tense the whole time like yes, it's it's very competitive, but I can be relaxed. I, it's turn-based. I'm taking my time. I can think through decisions. I can enjoy myself, but accuracy debuffs just kind of ruin that for me. Yeah, Nordy jumped in the chat room right here. Um to say that Undead is just horrible right now in PvP. Like, it's just everywhere. He's saying everyone's running Creepy Crates, Fossilized Hatchlings, the Unborn Valkyr. I mean, I don't know if I I've played a match in weeks where the opponent doesn't start with the Unborn Valkyr combo. Where they uh, Curse of Doom and then haunt you. And then you just hate your life. And Rob jumped in to say that the Yeti is an excellent Christmas pet. And I totally agree with that. Thank you, Rob, for backing me up on that. Um... Alright, Winner's Little Helper. I tried this one. This is the one I ended up using as my main third wheel. Um, for good or for bad. I mean, bad, it's a really weird gnome in a weird Christmas bikini. Uh, but good, it's a tiny gnome pet, which is almost as funny as a broom pet. Because it's like having a small gnome servant that basically follows you around and will fight anybody you want. <laughs> um, I really like Ice Tomb as an ability. That's the one where they shoot the little globe of ice up into the air. It hovers there for two turns, then it crashes down and deals damage and stuns. And I like having another weather machine 
in there just to make sure that I could override any weather they're doing and just to always make sure that the chill effect was up. Ice Lance, though, was what I was really most excited about for this pet. That's the one where it deals damage, and if it, if they're chilled, it deals bonus damage almost double. But in practice, it just it kind of underperformed for me. Even though the math in the tooltip says that it should be great, right? It's doing like 400 a turn. It just didn't feel like it. Their health bar just didn't feel like it was going down. Um, I don't know. Maybe I was just facing other pets that were so strong that by comparison, it just it just didn't have that oomph, right? Elemental pets and kind of anything with a damage shield, like turtles, if they um, the one that absorb you know 30 per hit, just kind of made that ability feel worthless too. I mean, and, and damage shields are not uncommon to find in PvP with all the crabs and stuff running around. All right, Clockwork Rocket Bot. This one just overlapped too much with Rotten Little Helper. I, I still like this idea, and I back up the idea that a toy can be in this <laughs> in this team. Because it's Christmas time, people are giving toys, you get the Clockwork Rockabot under the Christmas tree in-game. I think you could be on the team. It just overlaps a lot with Rotten Little Helper, because the best part of the Clockwork Rocketbot is the landmines. Which is the same ability that the Rotten Little Helper has. So the Rotten Little, Little Helper already does that and does more. I wouldn't run both. But since so many people had a hard time getting the Rotten Little Helper, I think Clockwork Rocket Bot might be a good kind of shoe-in for there. Because it can have similar abilities. It's not going to be as strong because Rotten Little Helper is just insanely powerful. Um, but it can still be good. Do landmines. I really wanted to try the Winter Reindeer. I just didn't get a chance to level it. Like so many of you guys, I was busy over the holidays. Um, so I had to cut my third wheels down to four this time, unfortunately. But if you played the Winter Reindeer, I would love to hear about it. I want to hear uh, how it went, because I, I think it can be really good. All right, let's look at when it worked. Overall, when this team worked, it was merciless, right? Um, Ice Tomb by itself would often guarantee a kill, because Ice Tomb lands, deals about 500 damage, and stuns them. So you get a punch, it lands, they're stunned, you get another punch. That's usually close to 1,100 damage. Um, <laughs> that's, that's just unretaliated damage that you're dealing to their face. Um, every now and then though, you know, they'd have the rabbit or they'd have the dragon that can avoid it. And then you're just really sad. <laughs> but when I could time their pet swapping, right? So that they were constantly swapping into the rigged booby trap presence. And that's tough to do, right? Cause a lot of teams, you know, will start with one pet, maybe play one effect and then swap someone else in. Some teams they'll keep their one pet out there till it dies. And you have to be able to balance that to know when they're going to swap. But if you can do it, their pet comes in with half health to start. Ice Tomb lands. They're basically dead already. Um, um, and this team, are you ready for this pun? Uh, Eleanor was giving me a hard time about my joke earlier in the chat channel. So this one, I'm dedicating this pun to you, uh, Eleanor. This team snowballed extremely well. <laughs> if it got a lead, it would keep churning out combos and just really efficient damage that would guarantee the other team just couldn't get back in the fight. If this team got an advantage, it is really good at holding on to that advantage. So some of the abilities that help that, some of the best abilities, I think, Call Blizzard. Um, I just love having a weather effect on my team. This one deals great damage. It's like 380 damage, I think. And the thing I really love about it is it has zero chance, almost zero chance of backfiring on you. You know, like, things like Call Darkness reduces accuracy, reduces healing. Uh, Sandstorm reduces accuracy, reduces damage the enemy pets take, too. Like, it's kind of hit or miss. Lightning Storm, sometimes the enemy team uses it better than you do. 
all the 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 chilled blizzard uh, weather effect does is makes the enemy pets chilled or makes all pets chilled. So your pets are chilled too, but so few pets take advantage of that that it's not really it's it's not a problem. And I love that it wipes over the enemy Anubiseth Sandstorm like a champ. It's awesome. All right, so Ice Tomb. Um, I haven't seen that many people running Dodge Pets recently, which is really the only Achilles heel of Ice Tomb. I think I ran into one rabbit um, and maybe one dragon the whole time I was playing. So many people are just kind of doing brute force damage, um, and that this, uh, this ability is really efficient against them. Uh, punches for 450 damage and stuns them for one turn. That's awesome. And it works best when booby-trapped presents are already down because then they can't swap out the stunned pet. Or if they do, they take a ton of damage. Deep Freeze. This is basically Ice Tomb 2.0. Take everything I just said about Deep or Ice Tomb and just make it like one and a half times better and now you have Deep Freeze. It's the same amount of damage, the same stun, but it also happens instantly. Um, it does require the enemy pet to be chilled, which Ice Tomb doesn't. But all of the but Tiny Snowman, who has Deep Freeze on this team, has tools to guarantee that they're frozen because he has I Frost Nova, which hits anything, even elementals, and will make sure they're on there. Oh, and Berta threw out the idea of the Blossoming Ancient for a third wheeler, and that's true because it does change with the seasons. I forgot about that one. Because I don't own the Blossoming Ancient. Maybe I should. And I've only seen it in like the summer and fall. I haven't seen it in the winter yet. But he probably has a pretty sweet winter outfit. Oh, Blossoming Ancient. That could be a great addition to this team. Berta, well done. Alright, Booby Trap Presence. I've talked about this a bunch already. You know I'm going to love it. We've talked about it on past shows too. It's where you lay out the landmine. Next pet that swaps in takes 700 damage. That's more than half of their health. 700 damage before they get their first turn with that pet. I mean, it just, it sounds like it works great. It does work great. Um, I only ran into one pet that could actually wipe them off the board. Little Ragnaros doing a stupid flame wave. Um, but otherwise than that, the enemy pet just goes kablooey. It's beautiful. Um, this, is, this ability is what's key to this team's ability to kind of keep momentum. Because if you're winning... If you can force their pet to die first, they have to swap in, take that huge booby trap presence. You can kill that pet, and then they have to swap in the next one. And just, oh man, it snowballs. It snowballs. Grinch's Gift, the last ability that I think is awesome on this team. Uh, this ability is frankly too good. I, I'm risking getting this ability nerfed by <laughs> pointing this out. It's just one of the most single, or it's one of the most powerful single abilities in the game. It's 700 damage with a 90% hit chance. Uh, there's no factors. Like a lot of these abilities that hit this hard, like, oh, it's 50% unless they're blinded. Or, oh, it only does that if they're chilled. This is just 700 damage, 90% hit chance. Um, it's cooldown is long. Yeah, it's on a five-round cooldown. But with this pet, this is on the, um, the Rotten Little Helper. You swap him in, or you start with him, usually. Lay down mines take half of their health with this one ability, and then swap in something else. That's fine. You're going to be able to kill that pet, and then the next one has to swap into the mines. It's going to be awesome. But this team, we must admit, was not always awesome. Um, it did still look pretty good, even when it was failing. It rarely melted instantly, 
Um, it usually kind of held its own and kind of kept you feeling like maybe you'll win if they make a mistake. You're always kind of close enough to strike. Um, the stuns and the nuke damage really kept it from feeling um, like it was just lost. Because a good stun and a good crit nuke can turn the fight around in, in no time. Um, so what, what usually happened when I lost with this team is I would run into a pet like Cinder Kitten who could avoid the chill effects. Um, they'd swap it right in, or swap it in right after I used my big stun ability, and then just spam attacks. And the Cinder Kitten, which is also an amazing pet, um, if it's faster than you, it's doing 650 damage a turn on no cooldown. That is a lot of damage. Um, <laughs> but, and sorry, wait, 650, that can't be right. Let me do math. Did I write that wrong? Because it's like 180 times 3. Okay, that's closer to... It's like 500 damage. Alright, that's much better. 650 sounded way too high. Alright, it's 500 damage to turn on no cooldown. Um, and when I couldn't force the enemy pet to swap, because either they knew they had the upper hand, um, or because they were just winning, <laughs> it was really hard for this team to get back in the fight. Um, it's kind of like... It's, it's its own worst enemy. It's great at snowballing, but if it's not snowballing, it's hard to get back in. I had one fight where Cinder Kitten killed my entire team three pets in a row. Um, it was just painful. Because I'd have to swap in. It'd be faster. Hit me for 500. I'd be at like half health on the pet. Get one punch, and then it would kill me. <laughs> it was just sad. Alright. Two abilities that I thought were pretty weak. I already said Ice Lance, right? I was just a little underwhelmed with this abilities in the field. I'm still not entirely sure why it never felt super powerful. It felt okay when it was going against enemies that it was uh, had bonus against, so it's elemental damage. So when it's going against mechanical, it did look really strong. But even against pets without damage absorb abilities, if, they didn't, if I didn't have a kill boost, it just felt kind of weak. It was just kind of disappointing. Magic Hat. I talked about this ability a bunch last week. It's such a cool ability, right? It has such an awesome graphic. It's basically Frosty the Snowman takes off his hat and throws it at the enemy. But somehow it turns into a witch's hat in midair. <laughs> which is kind of funny. It's like a purple and gold witch's hat that he throws. Even though he's very clearly wearing a top hat. Um, and it flies through the air and hits the enemy in the face. And they take damage. It's a cool idea. But the damage is just terrible. <laughs> right? Remember when I said the Cinder Kitten is doing 500 damage a turn with no cooldowns? Well, Magic Hat has no cooldowns too, but it's only doing 296 damage. That's almost half. <laughs> it was just painful to watch. The last pet that I had up against Cinder Kitten was um, this pet, was the Tiny Snowman. And I was like, okay, Tiny Snowman, full health versus their like half health Cinder Kitten. I got this. And you go out there. And then I think he, I missed my dodge, or I missed the stun or something. And so I was forced to slam these magic hats. <laughs> and it's just like, his health bar didn't even move. And my health bar was just dropping in half. It was just terrible. Alright, so verdict. Oh, I forgot to add up my PvP totals. Hold on. Oh, this is easy. Awesome. Win, win record in PvP was 50% exactly. I didn't have to bust out a calculator for that one. Um, that's pretty bad, right? I mean, it's not bad. It's bad for us. We want better. We want 70%. I think the trouble is the tiny snowman was the weak point on this team. Deep freeze is awesome, 
but when he was forced to chuck magic hats, it just didn't work out very well. But in PvE, I will say, it did really well. It's not universal, right, since it can't take on Critter or Undead Pets, either one of those in your toast. But its reliable stun combos really lets it hold its own against a lot of PvE challenges. Because a stun in against some of the bigger pets is kind of the same for killing your pet for like 600 damage. Because that's how much damage they're taking each turn. So, I mean, the stun really helps it balance out. Um, so, will I still use this team? Bottom line. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use it when I get nostalgic for Christmas around August, which always happens. Around the same time that I start begging my wife to let me find some place that will sell me a Christmas tree so we can put it up in our house in August. Um... But I think I'm going to swap out the snowman for the Yeti. Um, the Sorry, the Kunlai Runt. Not the Tranquil Mechanical Yeti. The Kunlai Runt. It's going to be a mean Christmas, and it's going to hurt. Um, I think this is a better team for PvE, kind of that way, with the Kunlai Runt, who also has a stun, just like the tiny snowman. But he also is humanoid, so he's getting health back every turn. And he can just he has better he has a better punch. Um the trouble with that is it makes the entire team humanoid. <laughs> so I won't be able to use it in PvP, because like we said, and like uh, Berta was saying in the chat channel, that undead damage is everywhere. It'll get wrecked if it tries to go in there. Um, but for PvE, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun pet um, just to take out. You know, it'll be great for farming some of the tamers. Uh, maybe even some of the, the beasts of fable I bet it could take down. All right, let's look at the individual verdicts, though, because that's the team as a whole, and some of these parts are way better than the sum, starting off with Rotten Little Helper. Now, I'm giving this guy a 9. This is a fun pet with a lot of power. Putting it at a 9, this is one of the pets that you kind of have to get, in my opinion. Not because it's so important and you can't win without it, but because it's a super strong pet. You're going to use it in a lot of teams. You're going to use it to take down a lot of tamers and a lot of Beasts of Fable, probably even in the tournament. I haven't tried him in the tournament, but I bet he, uh, he'd be really good there. Um, th it's just a fun pet with a lot of power. Um, it might It's a little bit boring, since you don't really have a lot of choices to make while playing with him, right? You're throwing out the landmines, you're using his huge damage, Grinch's Gift, and then you're punching him. I mean, that's kind of the whole his whole thing. But you just can't deny his power. If, if you were lucky enough to get him during the Christmas season, or if you're in-game rich enough to just buy him off the auction house, you have to use him. He's that good. Um, <laughs> I like the Rob suggests maybe I could get a fake tree and keep it in the closet. Uh, saves on finding a Christmas tree in July issue. But the trouble with that, Rob, is, and this is a Christmas episode um, a month later, and that's why I'm allowed to talk about this right now, is that fake Christmas trees don't smell like Christmas. It's also not the same. When you turn around and look at it and it's decorated, when it's fake, you know it's fake. And it's just, I can't make Christmas fake, Rob. I can't do it. Although although I know firefighters everywhere would probably prefer that I use a fake tree. I can't do it. All right, Tiny Snowman. Uh, another thing, I'm sure, I'm sure people love him. I just can't do it. He's a six. Um, Deep Freeze is the only thing that saved this tiny snowman just from going straight in the recycling bin. Without it, the guy has no real plan. He just kind of has weird, frosty abilities. <laughs> but Deep Freeze actually gives meaning to so many of his other abilities that apply chill. Because Deep Freeze deals damage, 25% chance to stun if they're not chilled. But if they are chilled, Deep Freeze is a guaranteed stun. 
And so that's the only thing that really gives him a hope of going toe-to-toe with more powerful pets. Um, I, I think you should level him if you like his look, because it is a very cool, iconic look. Like I said, throwing magic hats, I still love it. Um, otherwise, you can find better versions of these abilities elsewhere, like on the Kunlai Runt. Uh, Deep Freeze, exact same ability on Kunlai Runt with better other abilities. Winter's Little Helper, even lower, a 5. I'm sorry, Winter's Little Helper. Ice Tube is fun, right? But it really, after playing with Deep Freeze, it just feels like the poor man's Deep Freeze. Uh, it has no advantage over it, at least on a team that guarantees chill effects like this team does. Um, without Ice Tomb's explosive power, this pet is just meh. It's mediocre. It's fine. It's kind of funny because it's a gnome. That's why I use it. And it does work well in the specific team. But if you're working on a different team, just don't even bother. All right. Community. We're going to the question. Big Bear Butt, which is, uh, that is his name. Uh, he also, he actually runs an awesome blog. It's about tanking, or at least it started out as tanking as a druid, right? Because you have to go into bear form, and basically you spend 90% of your time tanking as a bear form looking at that Big Bear Butt. Uh, but he's a really funny guy. He's gotten into pet battling a lot recently. He's a really nice guy. You should check out his blog. Um, he, he wrote in to ask, what is your favorite pet of all time? Now, this is a tough call, and I thought it was a tough call until I actually found a conversation we had in our Google Plus community, the WoW Pet Battle crew, where I said exactly what my favorite pet of all time was, and I totally forgot. So if you if you trust past me, uh, Core Fire Imp is my favorite all-time pet, because that's what I said in the post. And I agree, he's kind of my reliable BFF, right? If I have a fight that I've never done before and I don't really know what I'm getting into... I want the Core Fire Imp on my team. He can hold his own against pretty much anything. His heal scales with damage. He's reliable, dealing damage every turn, heals up. I love it. Um, Clockwork Gnome, though, was kind of my first crush. And even though I don't use him as much more, he still has a special place in my pet battling heart. Uh, I, I just love that turret ability. Uh, it's, so, it's so iconic. It's so cool. No one else has it. It's just fun. Um, Tranquil Mechanical Yeti is the third one, and I think we all know why I like that one so much, right? Um, I've talked about it on, like, at least half the shows that we've recorded. This is episode 34. I've probably talked about it on at least 17 episodes. Um, whenever, it's not just that it's my favorite pet to play, right? It just, it sparks a creativity kind of in me when I'm looking at other pets, which I love. Like, I'm, I'm looking at other pet abilities, and... I'm just reminded so often, like, ooh, that'd be really cool if the Yeti's call lightning. I'm sure a couple other pets have call lightning too, but it's it's always just iconic to the Yeti for me. Um, plus, I just love the idea that it is an angry Yeti <laughs> that is uh, uh, just smashing face and somehow summoning lightning from the sky because he's a Yeti. <laughs> All right, someone was asking in the chat channel where we can check out uh, Big Bear, Big Bear Butt. Um, it's thebigbearbutt.com. Uh, he covers all feral druid stuff. Um, and he also actually, if you're a parent listening to this episode, I know in a few kind of the past reviews on iTunes, a few people have said that they listen to the show with their kids. Um, he talks a lot about kind of playing well with his kids and kind of uh, how, how they share characters or how what they think about different things. It's just, it's really interesting perspective. He has a really kind of personal writing to it. Check it out, thebigbearbutt.com. You, you're going to be want to be very careful how you spell that. Because I imagine any sort of mistype on that spell is going to lead you to a site that is not 
friendly for kids. Um, so probably try that at home just in case you get a typo in there the first time. All right, it is time for the crew combo. Man, I got to get some sort of bumper, like sound effect for the crew combo, guys. Um, oh, awesome. Before we get into that, uh, Nordy tossed in his favorite uh, pet, which I love. Um, his is Toothy, which is that little crocolis. I think, is Toothy the one you get from um, from the fishing quests? Or is that from something else? Um, and so Nordy says that's his favorite pet because it started because his shaman's name is Iron Tooth, which fits perfect. Um, and he says, so many people use elemental pets that I love killing them with them because Toothy does a lot of aquatic damage, which gets bonus against elemental, which is true. There's a lot of elemental pets out there. I think it's probably undead than elemental in, in order of commonality, commonness. Um, <laughs> um, plus, he said it, he was murder leveling up with his self-heal. Um, yeah, it is the Shatrath fishing quest. Thank you. Okay, so... There are three different crocs that you can get. Snarly, Toothy, and I don't remember. Crumbly? Crumbly? Oh, there's four. All right, Berta corrected me. There are four. His favorite is Snarly. Snarly was Berta's first 25. I would love to hear. If you're listening to the show, I would love to hear what your favorite uh, pet of all time is and what your first pet to level 25 was. So those are kind of, those are two different questions, right? And sometimes they could be very different. Uh, for me, Clockwork Gnome was my first to 25. It's still one of my favorites. Core Fire Imp is probably up there too, though. Um, Muck Breath. That was the other one. Thank you, Nordy. Muck Breath is the other pet that you can get. All right, let's look at the crew combo because I love this segment and it needs a sweet bumper. I'm going to have to build one. Um, this one is, I'm calling it, he didn't, James Waddell III sent it in on our uh, Google Plus channel. Um, so I named it. He didn't name it. I'm calling it Bleed Em Dry. Um, you probably know what this ability is. Uh, it's actually extreme related to the pets we were just talking about. Well done over there, Nordy. If you didn't plan that, you did great. Um, so the two the abilities are Rip and Maul. Rip is a five-round bleed dot, right? So it's 100% hit chance. I'm just going to read the tooltip. Deal basically 300 damage and cause the pet to bleed for 100 damage per round for five rounds. That can't be right. That is way too much damage. Is this tooltip accurate? Okay, phew. All right, it's not. But it's close. Deal 200 damage and deal 80 damage per round for five rounds. And then Maul, which is a big attack, three-round cooldown, but it almost deals double damage if the target is bleeding, which is pretty darn good. Um, so, all right, so let's take a look at this. In theory, right? All right, well, let's look at the abilities first. Even... Um, all the pets with Rip, um, which are all crocodiles, like Toothy, Snarly, Muckbreath, and Chuck. Thank you, Eleanor, for looking that up. Um, oh, don't worry, Eleanor. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, all the abilities that come with Rip also have Blood in the Water, which is the ability Eleanor just pointed out in the chat channel, um, which is 50% hit chance. Deal 630 damage. That's 630 damage. Always hits if the target is bleeding. And that's what makes Rip so good, right? Because it's Rip, Maul, and Blood in the Water combined. Um, Maul only comes on bears, uh, but it comes even on the ugly, diseased ones, even the mechanical ones. Do not cuddle with the diseased ones. Um, so in theory, 
let's just let's look at this combo, right? Let's just look at it. Turn one, you rip. That's 250 damage up front and another 400 damage over five turns. Blood in the water, next turn, 100% hit chance, anywhere between 650 and 750 damage based on the breed of the pet and the quality. So let's say 750 because we want this to look impressive. You can also say, for example, let's, uh, all right, so let's say, hmm, what, what pet do we want to use with Rip? Uh, I Probably Spine Claw Crab. Someone mentioned that earlier today. I think that's a really good pick for this one. Someone in the chat room says Electrified Razortooth is the one they use. Eleanor says that. That's another good pick for Rip. I would definitely, I would probably recommend Spine Claw Crab. Because I like that you can Rip, you can Blood in the Water, then you can Healing Wave to heal up for 500 damage. Then you swap pets, Maul for 780 damage. 780. Because it's like, it's like 450 damage plus another 320, I think, uh, on top of that. If they're bleeding. So just to add up, that's 650 damage plus 750 damage plus 770 damage. And then toss on top of that because I threw in the heal into the rotation. I don't know if James does that, but I like that. A 550 heal over five turns total. Averages, that's 434 damage per turn and 110 health per turn. And, that, and you lose a lot because you're swapping pets, right? That kind of hurts the damage ratio, but it's still really good. Um, that's a pretty good formula, right? If you're dealing 434 damage every turn and healing for 110, that's a good formula to grind down the opponent team's health. They're not going to be able to fight back with, back with that. Um, and the best part about this combo, and I thank you, James, for submitting this, um, is the abilities all have only three round cooldowns. So you can do that combo really, really frequently. I mean, if you really wanted to draw it out, or say after a lot of, some of your pets have died, so if you do Rip, then Healing Wave, then Blood in the Water, you'd have to Rip two times. No, you'd have to Rip once, again, then Healing Wave, then Blood in the Water, then Rip, then Healing Wave, then Blood in the Water, just like, oh man, that's so good. Uh, it's just a brutal combination. Um, so, yeah, so those are the abilities, Rip and Maul. That's a really cool combo. Blood in the Water is kind of the extra one that I threw on there um, that I think makes a lot of sense if you have a pet with Rip and Blood in the Water. All right, so that's the combo. Thanks for sending that in. If you have your own idea for a combo that you're having fun with or you think is cool, people should try, send it into the show. Um, I'll have contact info in just a little bit. Before we get into that, though, let's look at an iTunes review. Um, Chillin' to Tunes says, Oz Podcast, I've been a pet collector since Wrath, and when Pet Battle was introduced in the game, I used it primarily, primarily to collect more pets. Uh, I have raised over 100 pets to max level using the guides on various websites. Which, right there, let's stop you and commend you, because 100 pets over level 25, that is solid, sir. Or ma'am, I'm not sure. You're chilling to tunes. That is uh, ambiguous. Uh, but he's, he or she says, even with so many max level pets, I never felt I knew what I was doing. This podcast teaches you ways to match pets and their abilities to maximize your damage and healing to beat your opponents. Great website as well. Just started PvPing, and while I'm still a noob, I am having a blast. Thanks, Josh. So thank you. Uh, yeah, congrats on getting those pets to max level. I'm not even sure how many max level pets I have, but I need to. I think you're ahead of me, so I need to catch up. Uh, that is a huge accomplishment, 100 pets. Um, 
I think we can all kind of relate to the feeling of not knowing what we're doing when we're trying to build our teams at first, <laughs> especially for PvP. I build a lot of kind of really weird, often bad teams as I'm trying to find new fun teams to feature on the show. You know, like, I have this ability, I'll try it out. Okay, this is not working. This is terrible. Try something else out. And I certainly feel like I don't know what I'm doing part of the time. Um, but that's that's sort of the fun, right? At least for me. I, I like taking a pet that I don't see many people using and trying to find a way to make it work. It's like a puzzle that we can kind of figure out. So, anyways, thanks for the kind words about the show, Chillin' to Tunes. And I'm really glad it's helping you learn new combos and teams to try and kind of getting you out into PvP and kind of trying that for the first time. And I'm also glad you really like the website because um, I actually put a lot of effort into trying to make those page look like standalone articles that kind of people can reference later and can help them even if they can't listen to the show. So I'm glad to hear at least one person has joined us. That's good. All right. You can see uh, this team, screenshots, stats, links to all the stuff we talked about, and the crew combo, um, the question, all that stuff is going to be on the blog, gamediplomat.com, along with full show notes for this episode. Just go there, click on Pet Battles or Wow Pet Battles up top. It'll take you right to the good stuff. Um, and next week, we're featuring a new team on the show, the 1-2 team. We teased this team last week um, because it's going to focus on just keeping it simple. It's going to be good for new players, but it's also going to be really powerful, which I'm really excited about. I've already started toying with it, and the trouble is there's too many good pets to put on it. Like, usually I'm struggling. Like, with the Christmas team, it's like, okay, there are a lot of Christmas pets, but not all of them are awesome, right? They're, they're awesome to look at, but not all of them work well. This is the first time in probably a few teams where there's so many good pets that I'm having trouble picking just two because they're so good. Um, so the idea is every pet will have its own standalone two-move combo that can wreck the opponent's face. So stuff like Rip, uh, Blood in the Water. Like that sort of thing where in two turns, no matter if all your other pets are dead, in two turns, this pet can take away at least half their health. Um, so we're just going to fill a whole team with those kind of bruisers and just let them go to town. No fancy cross-pet synergy, just solid pets doing what solid, pet, what solid pets do, uh, hopefully winning. <laughs> also... I'd like to, I kind of mentioned this before the show, but I don't think I've mentioned it on the show yet. I'm thinking about starting to maybe try and bring a co-host on the show occasionally, similar to what I do on Happy Hearthstone, one of my other podcasts, where we have rotating co-hosts from the community. Um, I think it adds some fun dynamic to the conversation, and I think it'll help bring some other perspectives to the show. If, if, you have, uh, if you're super excited about pep battles, you feel like being on the show if you feel like you want to talk and kind of have your voice heard you want to share your ideas or if you know someone who else might be interested um send them my way for sure i'll say my email in just a minute uh but yeah we'd love to kind of get more just more opinions on the show kind of get more voices here because that's what the show is all about the community like the wonderful people in the chat channel and eleanor says that uh this team is her favorite kind of team she's really excited about it i am too um, I, I think this could be the team that kind of gets everyone kind of back on training the teams. Because uh, it's just such, it's such a fun team, and it's going to be a lot of pets that kind of we have before, so you don't have to level up from scratch, all of them, hopefully. All right, and if you also, if you played with any of the pets I talked about this week, we're not done talking about these Christmas pets. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, you can share with the whole community by leaving a comment on the blog. Just go to www.gamediplomat.com, click on Pet Battles up top, or... If you prefer Google+, Plus, we have a great community going in there. Uh, Daniel and David, both of who are in the Twitch chat right now, um, are also in there posting comments almost daily, at least daily in there. Um, and we're just talking about different pet battles. We're talking about the tournament. We're talking about pets we like, what we're doing, what we're farming, all that sort of good stuff. Um, so jump in there. 
chat with us. If you want to email me directly, you can do that too. WowPetBattle at Outlook.com or find me on Twitter. I'm at at JAugustine. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Wild Pet Battle Crew. Thank you everyone in the chat room for hanging out with me and kind of bearing with my bad jokes. I know they were painful at times. Uh, Thanks for uh, hanging and sharing your thoughts so we could share them on the show too. And for everyone listening at home later, uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Wild Pet Battle Crew and taming the world of Azeroth with me one turn at a time. Happy hunting, tamers.